Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? How you doing today? Well, you know, <laughs> I just got back some pictures and I was like, well, <laughs> that don't didn't work like out it. for me. I don't like it. The problem was, is that we went up at 430. It was fucking freezing. It was 27 degrees. Mm. And... um. Everybody knows that I'm fat, and so some of these poses are not for fat people. They look no, like I am. They're the posing and the lighting's off. She's like, I look fat, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. And then she sent it to me, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'm. I know, I'm aware of my space that I take up, but I'm like, no, this is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, it, I feel like the lighting was your enemy because, like, I told her, I was like, you look, you all look like you're recovering alcoholics, because your faces are all red and the lighting's weird and. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I guess it just wasn't your day. Not my day. Not my day. If you want me to go up and take pictures of you and you can edit them yourself, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'll do it. <laughs> You're so good to me. Well, I, I did it for my sister and stuff. I don't mind going up and taking pics. I mean, I know that being a photographer is more than that. Yeah. I, I, got, yeah. An, I got an eye. I'll yeah. make you guys work, you know? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So if you want to, because I mean, obviously pay her. You took her time up, but. Oh, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's my good either. friend, too. And she takes all um every, uh, all my like yearly photos of Halo. So she's really good at that. Yeah, so it's just a weird day, I bet. Like, yeah, yeah I think so. Some of that was definitely off, but it's yeah, it's we were whatever. running late. It was like <laughs> we were all freezing. Anyway, yeah, it was cold that day. Yeah. Um, have you? Do you have any family drama? I've just been ignoring my whole entire family, so I don't have anything to report. Thank God. How about that? How For about once? that? My sister has been blowing up my text messages. I don't know if she's being nice or mean. I just just swipe swipe them away. I'm like, nope, like, I can't today. Not interested. I mean, I'm. I've never felt this way before, which is interesting. That's something mm. we can talk about for a minute. Mm. I've never, I've never felt this way. Like usually, I'm like, I'm gonna look at her. T- like she, I owe her that. Yeah. And now I'm right now. I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Like <laughs> I don't care what she has to say right now. I just don't care. Mm. Which I don't know if that makes me a bad person or not. But I think, uh, you know, that's like um, you're putting in like a hard boundary because I think that you can't. Uh, humor it anymore not like uh, yeah, humor it, just, but like you know what i mean like you can't even you, yeah. go into the thoughts because you're like no i can't i am protecting myself right now um yeah like that's kind of how i feel where it's just like i i know that if i get involved in this i'm just going to end up crashing and burning emotionally and i just i'm not in the mood mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up not in the fucking mm-hmm. mood mm-hmm. so um yeah i just haven't been responding um or reading even, which I don't know. I guess I don't know. If that's I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I probably haven't talking talked talking to my family. What the fuck is wrong with my tongue right now? Did you hear me? <laughs> I haven't talked to my family. I haven't uh, spoken to my family. I haven't. Yeah, there's no. I don't know. Oh my god. Am I stressed? <laughs> Am I uh, stroking out? That's not a joke. My friend, when she was giving birth to her child, mm-hmm. well, she was very, very pregnant, at least. 
she started having a stroke and she couldn't text words oh, properly. Shit. And so sometimes I'm like, am I having a stroke? Am I stroking out she's, right now? she's my age. And this was like six, seven years ago. So I'm like, it could come. It could happen. I mean, it could, but let's just <laughs> hope that it doesn't. I want to, I want to stroke out on the toilet like Elvis. I want to never stroke out. How about that? I mean, as long as it kills me, like, immediately, I'm down. I'm down to clown. With your pants down? I don't care, man. Oh, yeah, you'll be dead. Yeah, like, I don't care. <laughs> and everyone was like, he just was such a musician, he shouldn't have died that way. I'm like, that is the perfect way for a musician of his stature to die. That's the perfect way. On the throne. He's the, the king. He's the king. Uh, yeah, I haven't talked to my family in a long time. I want to, but I'm less like, no, I'm asleep. I'm, oh, I'm what's good. been happening with me? I forgot. Can I talk about my Wellbutrin scandal? Oh, yeah. Let's discuss. Mm. Once upon a time. Where do I start? Well, I was pissed when you sent me that your mom put you on it even though you weren't supposed to as an 18-year-old. I mean, maybe that's just new information. You know, maybe you shouldn't have the information. But it's like, get the information before you start drugging your kids, please. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm waking up from night terrors. The first one, um, I'm... I wake up beating the shit out of my bed. My dog is so scared that she shits the bed. She's like, what is happening with mom? Um, and I'm like mumbling. I don't remember what I'm saying, but I'm like, rah, 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 rah. and um, that was scary. And <laughs> then my entire family woke up, like my kid in the next room. My dogs were like, I have to go outside. I have to go potty. And like, uh, yeah, so that was fun. And then like two nights later, I wake up from a night terror. What time was that at? Because I texted you, right? It was like three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess two, I can look. 2.33. 2.33, yeah. Maybe it was like even one, one-ish. Oh, because I'd been sleeping since 10. So I, I put my headphones on and I did meditation music and I like cleared my mind. I prepared my body for sleep for probably the first time in decades. Right. Because I, you know, have a cell phone. And... I'm like, okay, this is going to be a really good night's rest. I'm going to be fine. And then I woke up from a nightmare where I was giving CPR to a drowned child. It was one o'clock in the morning. It was 1251. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Well, I was, I was like, Bobby's up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're uh, like, why are you up? I'm like, bitch, I'm always up. <laughs> Unless it's daytime and then I'm not. <laughs> uh, so then I just went through this and I was like, does this mean something? Because usually I'm like this is a premonition. Well, I start reading on the Wellbutrin subreddit and it's like nightmares are a common side effect. And so I look up the official Wellbutrin side effects and nightmares are not on there, but it does say that it's been approved since the seventies and, or maybe the sixties even. Mm -hmm. And um, it should not be diagnosed or sh should not be prescribed to persons under 18 years old i was on wellbutrin from when i was a kid kid like i don't even remember the first time i was on wellbutrin i would i i mean i did not want to end up like a drug addict because i saw my mom taking pills all the time and relying on pills for her body and right. i from a young age i was like no i don't want to be dependent on medication i would just rather not so i would go on and off and on and off of them a lot that's, that's how my sister was and i think as a result my mom was like i'm not giving i'm not trying to get bobby on any pills because aubrey flushed everything which i think is her choice you know I yeah think whatever yeah yeah her body now, yeah like whatever if she doesn't want to take depression pills she doesn't need to but um 
Yeah, your mom, I mean, just be more informed about what your kids are ingesting, for Christ's sake. Well, if it's not approved for persons under 18, it's probably been that way for a long time. How did she even get it, then? Like, is this just small-town negligence? I have no fucking clue, but I'm sure it was from the Central Utah Counseling Center, because that's the only place where I went. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or maybe she said it was for her and she was giving it to you. I don't know. No, Was it, was no, it prescribed no, no. to you? Um, it was prescribed to me. Yeah, I, my name was on the bottle and everything. I would not have. No, I would not have done that. You know, well, um, Beecher's been successful for a lot of my friends. And I think it would be successful for you now. I told you this last night if she didn't get you on it at that age, which sucks. Yeah. But I guess Here's it still could be, though. Your doctor said give it a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Here's another thing I just looked up. I said Wellbutrin for children. It says Wellbutrin should not be used when there is a past history of seizures or a family history of epilepsy. My mom has fucking epilepsy. What the Ugh. fuck? So I'm anyway, I'm I'm Googling all this stuff and then I'm like, oh, shit. Right here it says because it causes suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Okay. And my mom used to tell me that I used to beat people up in my dreams and I'd never believe her because I remember all my dreams. I'm like, mom, you're just making shit up. But what if I was having night terrors right. and it was due to the Wellbutrin and then suddenly I am having suicidal thoughts? Like, what if this is the, oh, I'm such like, so anyway, I cried in my bed. <laughs> and Spencer's like, what the fuck? Or was he asleep? No, he was asleep. He sleeps so well. It is in, it's everyone's envious. And so I went, <laughs> I went downstairs and I watched um, several hours of Circle on on the Circle ne uh, social network game show or whatever on Netflix. And then I went to bed at four. Circle. Yeah. Oh, what the Listen, fuck are you talking about? I'm addicted to trash TV. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like, cause it's mindless, right? Cause I'm not having to pay attention. Yeah, that's and why I like the Kardashians. To... You dumb bitch. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. <laughs> Hey, I'm not. You're just like. <laughs> I have no idea what to you talk sat, about. You sat in silence of just judgments, uh, silent judgment with me and Anthony were just going off. I wasn't judging. I was actually, uh, <laughs> I was sending an email. <laughs> I was like, I have nothing to say about Kardashians, so I can type this out real quick. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, yeah. And then I woke up in the morning and was just like. I sent my doctor a list and was like, if I'm going to be, you know, having night terrors, like how long is this going to last? And she was like, just give it two weeks. So last night, no night terrors, no dreams. Uh -huh. I'm feeling good. So anyway, good. pay attention to what you're prescribing your children because could fuck them up. Thanks. Yeah. Like really, I mean, I understand our parents didn't have Google, but they did have pamphlets. Oh know, yeah. Like... And it should have been right in the, the drug the medication handbook. I know they all have texts and textbooks upon textbooks about drugs. It was drugs. an oversight, not only by your mom, but by whoever prescribed it to you, too. Yeah. Like, and there's several people sake. after who prescribed it to me, too. Right. God, that's so annoying. It's like, can we just know what we're prescribing people? Can we just figure it out before we prescribe it, for Christ's sake? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry. I hope that it all evens out. I tell you, Paxil. Paxil's my dream come true. And I will tell you, my o the good OCD I have is coming back. Oh, like the cleanliness? Uh, no, let's not get carried away. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind I want. <laughs> no, honestly, like, kind of. Um, like, all my, all my laundry is put away and my sheets are clean and stuff, so I guess. But, you when know. When I borrowed my... your socks and they were all folded, I was like, bitch, I don't even do this. You are, like, you're on top of your life. 
I did not fall on top of him. I was like, you walk in, you're like, your room's so clean. And I'm like, I feel like it's a disaster. Like, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I think I saw you at the depths of um, pandemic. So I think everything's a improvement. I mean, sure, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, my weird OCD, like, um, I used to just like lay in my bed and be like, like, okay. When I was in high school, my OCD was so bad that I, if I got a zit, I would, f- I would put astringent and I like, I would fuck with it until it was gone. Like, oh, same. Like I, and like, same with my teeth. Like I, I had a tooth growing over my other one tooth, like a, a permanent growing over my baby tooth. And I took the baby tooth out with a screwdriver. <gasps> like, <laughs> holy shit, Bobby. I was watching Scrubs. It was Thursday night. Must see TV on NBC. Uh, oh my God. But like aesthetic is like really important to me when it was uh-huh. when my ocd is really bad i mean i obviously don't want to get to a screwdriver to the fucking tooth point but like there are things where i'm just like i'm not gonna do it whatever and now it's just like not even an issue i'm like up oh, and i'm doing it so the paxil is working did you get prescribed or prescribed diagnosed with ocd yeah it's part of my i have ocd uh depression anxiety and adhd wow i know it's super fun they gave me that ocd test uh-huh and when Crohn's I- disease. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you got the book, girl. <laughs> I know. They tried to diagnose me, or they gave me the test for OCD um, when I was seeing a therapist to address my child being the same age that I was when I was sexually molested and mm. how I couldn't stop thinking about how I could never protect her from everybody. You were and fixating. Yeah. I was fixating. And uh turns out I don't have OCD. But you You're know, just having some PTSD shit. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But when people say, "Oh, it's my OCD," I I actually have a friend with. Well, I used to have a friend. She's you have one right now. You're talking to her. You have a friend oh, with OCD. I uh, um, <laughs> in high school I had a friend with OCD, like legit OCD, and I actually studied up on it. And it would bother me all the time when people would be like, "My OCD, my OCD," and I'm like, "You don't have OCD. You just think you know what that is." Well, it doesn't really bother me when people say that because, like, I know what they mean. I think it's just, like, a, a broad statement for, like, I'm being a perfectionist. Yeah. But, like, my, I actually am proud of myself because I got my OCD under control before I even got prescribed anything. Like, or before really? I even got. Yeah, because, like, there are certain things. And you'll probably, now that we're together, you'll notice me doing it. But, like. I have, oh, I do. I notice people's tics all the time. And I just am well, like, cool. One of my, t- my tics that I've allowed is, um outlining the my nail beds with my thumb and i have to do every single one of them mm. or else i I like i it drives me crazy like yeah or, and if i don't then like i'll like pop my wrists because it oh, drives yeah. me crazy yeah. so um but that one used to be really bad like i would i would like get super super fixated on it uh-huh. um and just certain things and like i it, it's like those things that like if you feel like if you don't complete the task you're gonna die yeah or something like that like i've legit had all that shit but i was able to i was i don't know how i did it i don't think i w- like was completely successful because mm-hmm. obviously maybe it was the weed that got you know, like ocd probably because i'm like but i'm also, just too, la- you know I'm too lazy that, to be like, ocd that ticks can be um ticks can be reworked or worked out with psilocybin and ketamine I, yeah, I agree with that. And, but, yeah, and I also like think people are doing it for themselves. Right, right. Peace sisters are doing it for themselves. Um, <laughs> but Thanks. no, I think, the, I think the, I keep the, um, 
the nail bed thing because it allows me to slow down when I talk and also not yeah. get angry. So <laughs> it like helps me like fixate on something else. So I'm not as focused on how I feel or like what I'm trying to say. I've had uh, ticks before where I would shake my arm. I pe- people in high school would notice when I would shake my head too, because I would shake my head back. Um, and also I got a tick in um, college when my, I went through a very traumatic breakup. I ended up in New Mexico, like by myself, abandoned in a, t- a terrible looking and feeling hotel motel. <sighs> and so I came home with a tick that where I would just go all the time. And I would, anyway, I'm, I don't stop doing that. <laughs> My brain. Um, but I think those are all trauma related. And also um, OCD can, or ADHD can have hyperfixations like that too. Yeah. I, so I think it was like. I feel like everything kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. If, of course. They're all Did skipping you... down the real brick road together like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you know what I did? I took a, officially I took an autism test. And? Um, I'm definitely on the spectrum. Today I said at work that I wished I was more autistic and everyone thought I was being a dick. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a better artist. (laughs) Well, I hope that by the end of this, uh, you take this Autism Speaks test uh, Uh and just see what your score is. Because it says anything over a 30, 30 is you should be... You should be professionally tested for autism. What did you get? What was your score? 34. <laughs> really proud of you. My, I, my I best. I you were going to say 34, by the way. When you said it, the time was 1717. So that's low. <gasps> Holy <laughs> shit. This is my uh, hyperfixations coming you, in. You are very, you are a, a very powerful a premonition person. Uh-huh. Um, but my, my two friends who also have ADHD tested mm-hmm. in the 30s. Spencer did not test in the 30s. Like well, a lot of people did not that test in the 30s. Nice, Spencer. I know, right? Well, I mean, somebody's got to be sane around here. Yes, I, I guess. But um, not. It's not Autism Speaks, by the way. That's a terrible um, resource. I'll send a link and whatever you can. You can take the test. But um, I think that neurodivergence, including ADHD and autism, they're cousins. So I think I'm probably just. ADHD but I mean there's weight behind that autism thing that I keep claiming I'm like I'm probably autistic yeah I mean I think uh isn't everyone kind of on the spectrum isn't I mean I guess Spencer isn't well we all have brains right and they all function differently and there's so many different <laughs> chemicals that were around they all function differently <laughs> they all function differently my I your <laughs> county's coming out girl <laughs> Um, well, what should we do this? I think we, it's going to be a smaller episode. It's not going to be as long. No, there's going to be plenty to talk about. But um, I we're doing a books episode right now just because uh, there are states and there are Republican states that are banning books right now. That and, so surprised me when you said that. I had no idea. Yeah, they're banning books. Though I looked at the list. It's not the it's not the old school list, which we're going to go over a lot of old school uh, books. Um, that were banned when we were in high school that I, you know, read. Okay. And I have read, and they're all great, fantastic books in one way or another. You know what I mean? They give a very certain, there's a reason why they're important and shouldn't be banned. Um, but I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about this just because like you and I have discussed, uh, we talked about that one book that is banned about the middle-aged man who falls in love with a 12 year old. Yeah. Lolita. <laughs> yeah. So 
I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I haven't totally unpacked how I feel about that book because, A, I haven't read it, and B, like, while the subject matter isn't great, maybe it's really well written. I don't know, but we have different views on that, and, like, we do have different views on, like, free speech and stuff, but I think we're on the same page that books should not be banned or burned, right? Yeah. I feel like books... Books should be definitely like books like Lolita Mm -hmm. should not be given to just the random person. Well, yeah, I'm fine with certain books not being in the school library. Yeah. yeah. But like, like the actual library is, and I mean, I don't know even know if that's true though, but like the books they're banning right now are uh, trans books. uh, Oh, you know, POC books, stuff like that. So it's very, it's very pointed and like, yeah, no. And I don't think, I don't think books should be banned. Um, no, no. And I don't think there's um, there's this quote in Mormonism that it says, seek ye out the best books. And everybody seems to think that the best books come from Deseret Industries. <laughs> no, not Deseret no. Industries. Deseret, Deseret Book. Deseret Book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, actually, I think the best books are those that like expand make you uncomfortable and make you uncomfortable. Your horizons. And like mm-hmm. a book about a person who abuses his power and authority I mean, I'm I haven't read Lolita. I never will. It's too touchy of a subject for me. Yeah, obviously, I'm not, really, I'm not really interested in reading it. Yeah, but I don't think that like, I don't think that that's an appropriate topic to just like have multiple copies of available. Like, it should be like, oh, if you are interested in this, like, it's in the restricted section, X Y Z. Like, you have to have like a warning label from the general surgeon or whatever on it. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't even know how I feel about that. Because, I mean, in the 90s when the parental uh, control, uh, parental ratings came on, uh, like, music. Mm -hmm. Or they would edit it. or I don't know. I just, I don't know how. I feel like things should be accessible. Yes, but can they have content warnings on things? Or, like, like things that aren't going to spoil the surprise. But I learned about blowjobs from a book that I read as a, as like a like a teenager. And I was like, I don't understand the concept of this. You know what I mean? Like if it would have had like, and it was, it's also a sexual assault book. So then I thought that that was an appropriate sexual encounter. So I think it should have. Was it an LDS book though? No, it wasn't one of the best books. It wasn't from Deseret Industries. Well, I'm telling you fucking what's that, what's that book called where she gets raped and it's a, it's Jack. What, what's his, what's his show? Jack, uh, and we were all reading that. Laurie Stubbs gave it to me to read. And what? she gets straight up raped in it. He's the one who wrote, like, Charlie and... Oh, my God. He's an LDS writer. Jack Frost, maybe? No, Jack. that's not... That's not... It's not Jack Frost. <laughs> not Jack Frost. <laughs> Charlie. LD, okay, Charlie Jack. Jack. LDS. Jack Charlie. Wayland. Oh. Jack Wayland. Have you, did you never read any of these books? No, fuck No. I thought you were a good Mormon girl. Listen. Okay. This is what you're going to find out about me. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about books to read. Uh, You said, we're going to talk about books to read. And I was like, good luck, because I don't even have 10 favorite books. In Um, second grade. In second grade. Emily is the book where she gets raped. She gets raped. It's very descriptive. So anyways, continuing. 
L, uh, in second grade, I had a seventh grade reading level. I was reading thousand page books. Uh-huh. As soon as they started assigning me books in fourth grade, uh-huh. I stopped reading because the books that they were assigning me were below my reading comprehension and they bored the fuck out of me. I was bored to tears and uh-huh. I didn't want to do book reports. So I stopped reading and then well, I picked I mean- up. That's fair. But I honestly, it's, this was hard for me too. And I read all the time still. And like, I was texting Makai and I was like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, this. I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like procrastinating. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm trying, trying to put this fucking list together. And I'm like, I can, I'm like, I can't even tell you 10 books that I've read. And I'm like, let alone my 10 favorites. He's like, dude, yeah. he's like, I seriously read, like he reads like three books a month. And I can't do it anymore. I, I feel bad about that. But like, I used to read a book I a month read. and then I started to write a book and that was my excuse to stop reading. And then I stopped <laughs> writing and, <laughs> and then I just <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I still read like I'll, I'll pop an Adderall and read a book in a one sitting. I love doing that. I feel like if this, if any teachers are listening and you're still practicing dumbass practices, like assigning reading, can you, if somebody is an avid reader, can you let them pick the book that they're going to make a report on? Because I promise you, I would have outread every single one of those students and written a well-written report, but I had to do one on a <laughs> stupid book. It is funny because uh, in Panguitch, uh, the English teacher, Mr. Houston, which he's he's an idiot, but anyways, uh, <laughs> he... <laughs> he, uh, he assigned this book called Petey, and it's about... It was a very poorly written book, but the reason why he assigned it is because it was about like kids with disabilities. And I'm like, look, I like my report was teeny. It was like teeny, teeny. It was a teeny, teeny book report. And I said, this book sucked. The writing was terrible. I'm like, every moment didn't need to be touching. Like every moment in a disabled person is life is not touching. Okay. Like get in touch with reality. Like it's, it's, it's hard to be disabled. So let's mm-hmm. not paint it like it is anything but that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm glad that PD was having happy moments or whatever, but it was just like over the top cheesy. And I just was like, so disillusioned by it. I was just like, so <laughs> stupid. I was, I read the whole thing cause I respected him at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think he, he like took a very, he got really offended that I didn't like the book. I was like, this book is fucking <laughs> awful, dude. It's awful. <laughs> if like, Mrs. <laughs> Assign me something better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or let me pick something that's like, I mean, you want me to read about disabled people's lives? Like, let me pick one. (laughs) Um, Mrs. Teeples was the AP English teacher in Mm -hmm. Richfield. And if she ever listens to this, which I hope she doesn't, every single one of my book reports was from... I just, I'm just imagining this. Po- I'm just imagining this podcast is just blaring in the teacher's lounge. At <laughs> <High School. laughs> They're like, when will they talk about me? Senior <laughs> <laughs> Gublarola. <laughs> um, but one time I did write in the book that I, I, or in the book report that I wrote the night before I turned it in. Uh-huh. I haven't finished this book yet, but I can tell that I'm really going to like it. She gave me an A minus. Mm-hmm. She said this was probably the best essay I've ever seen on this book. Uh-huh. that I never read and um uh don't admit that you haven't finished the book in a book report I would have <laughs> never known and I was like did you ever know that I've never read a book <laughs> <laughs> well and honestly like I hate when pe- your teachers tell you that too because I feel like you were being honest and that's why I would have given you the A even if yeah. the report sucked I'd be like oh she was fucking honest with me cool I thought I was gonna get her too I was like listen how many students have admitted they haven't finished the book? Nobody. I'm going to get such a good grade for this. <laughs> I mean, an A minus isn't, isn't a bad grade. <laughs> yeah. um, 
yeah, no, I, I did my final book report in of high school and I was passing by the skin of my teeth. Okay. On Dracula. <laughs> Bram Stoker's fucking <gasps> Dracula, dude. No way. It's a hard read too. It's a, it's a big book. It's a hard read. So good though. Effective. <laughs> Yeah, it is good. I like. I actually like the format, but again, if it wasn't like crunch time, I wish I could have. I wish I could have enjoyed it. But it, that's also it. one of my favorite movies, so it's like I can bullshit my way through this. They're not gonna yeah, fail yeah. me over Bram Stoker's fucking Dracula. <laughs> it's like in that. It's like in that uh, Easy A movie where they're like, if if one more student writes about Demi Moore's boobs in this essay. <laughs> What is it the scarlet letter yeah <laughs> that that fucking uh there's a winona writers no it's demi moore i'm sure it is because that's the line in easy a oh the scarlet letter scarlet is... letter okay okay well what's the one about the the witch burning that winona writers in and so's daniel day lewis what is that everyone's age everyone's... of innocence everyone's screaming at <laughs> no it's about like witchcraft okay which what uh... movie i feel like it's the scarlet letter the crucible not... oh the crucible duh i'm such an asshole yeah, that's it's okay like... i fucking that, that I, I... like 25 years old no i mean it's a it's a it's a novel i think it's a play that I've read, oh. I've, had to, I've had to read time and time again throughout school, and I'm like, again, <laughs> again. I am just so fucking impressed that you actually read. Really? Why? Reading because I so can't. Important. It's so important. I know it is, but like, oh, let's actually take this opportunity to plug our favorite bookstore. Well, mine, Ninth and Ninth, uh, books. Oh, books. Let's see what they're called. Uh, art and books. They're uh, right behind the Ninth and Ninth Jeweler in Salt Lake. Brandon runs the show, and he's very adamant about getting you what you want. So that's he, cute. Yeah, he's super into uh, conversations. He sells uh, Ninth and Ninth book and music. So he sells um, he sells art from local artists. My art's there. Uh, he has a shit ton of books. Like if you hit him up and order something, he'll order it for you. That's so, really cool. Yeah, like if you're into uh, if you're into books and stuff, you might as well support the local cats. You know. I so I, I like that. Um, yeah. Well, I used to love the King's English Bookshop on fifteenth. They, so, they and 15th. sold it, right? Yeah, and they sold it. Yeah, which I bought, is sad. I bought Micaiah an autographed uh, Chuck Palahniuk book there for Easter oh, one year. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I love? I still love books. I ask for books books. every year for my birthday and for Mm -hmm. Christmas. I love the feel. I love the smell. I love the, I love imagining that one day I'll jump back into reading and being a genius again. Right. I just can't, I can't do it. My dream home has a library in it. Like, oh yeah, I'm building out my library in the front room. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I was going through my book collection and that's something I said to Micaiah. I'm like, Micaiah, I don't know what the fuck my favorite books are because if I like a book, I automatically give it away. Like I'm like, someone else needs to read this. So and you've given me two books, and you're so nice. Which ones did like, I give you? This might help me. The yearbook with Seth. Seth oh Logan. my god, that's such a good book. I forgot about it. And what else? <sighs> Fuck. It's up, up. It's upstairs for sure. Is it the bell jar? Can I? Oh uh, what? Is it the bell jar? No. <laughs> oh. Can I clear up some some questions that you have? Yeah. Remember when you asked me about the outlining of people in my yearbook? Yeah. And then some people in this 
some listeners of this podcast were like, what does mine say? Uh, Brayden, you already know everybody had a fucking crush on you. Just shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, Brayden. Brayden, everyone knows that you still look like a Greek god. Yeah, what the hell, Brayden? Quit acting like you're not cute. I'm tired of hearing about it. Stop. You don't need your ego boosted anymore. <laughs> Uh, the also if if you and Tanner don't come on this podcast soon, I yeah, will I'm gonna have a fucking explode. <laughs> I will explode. I will no explode. One, no woman has ever wanted you this much, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're sisters um, in a non-sexual way. I just want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not gonna like bombard you with naughty stuff. Okay, so um, just like if I. If I put a dot by your name, that's like if you if I shared a class with you. If I underlined your name, we had several conversations. If I squared your if I if I like circled your name, then um, I feel like we became closer friends. And then if I boxed your picture that means we were like in the same friend group and we had a lot of memories that year. So it's just like the more ink you had around your name, the more I, I want everyone to know there was no year. ink on my name around no. my picture. At I, I never <laughs> talked or saw you ever. Are you shitting me? I feel like we had a conversation. I distinctly remember being like, I like Kendra. We hang out. We talk. And so some classes we had to have. You're so nice. But like when? <laughs> I don't know. You know that me and Sarah Lyman were way tight in gym class. We hung out every gym class. Oh, was it gym class? It could have been like gym classes where all the girls hung. And I feel like I, I hung out with someone new every every day. Because like we were like we'd have to pair off and stuff, and Mrs. Wall oh was God. very adamant about making sure we all got along as girls. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and I like liked her vision on that, so I would, yeah de- I would definitely participate. Being like, okay, I'm gonna, go. but like I've known Sarah forever. Like I've known her since I was a kid. We were in the same ward when I was yeah. Like, Sarah's little. rad. So um, Sarah, come on this podcast. I want to talk. Yeah, to you. come on, Sarah Lyman, try Sarah Tops. We need you, girl. <laughs> she went on a mission. I think to like Chile. Yeah. No, I saw her at a gas station once. Like. And she's still 12 so, years so, ago. So and I was like, oh, my God, lovely. how are you? <laughs> anyway, I need to talk to her. I love her. Now, like, I've always, like, um, I feel like all the Lyman sisters, they're, they're, they're all, no, my siblings all have one in their class. So we've always yeah. loved the Lymans. And Salt Jake, of the earth people, to use a Mormon term. Well, and maybe Jake didn't have any Lyman Lyman sisters in his class, but he definitely saw their dad in court. Juvenile court (laughs) And you know what I saw? I saw his buffaloes every time I went home. Oh, the buffaloes! I forgot about that. Fucking cool. (laughs) Um, right. well, let's just jump into this. Okay, books to read. Well, it's not even books to read. I just want to talk about books that mattered to me. um, Because... And I'm going to tell you why they matter to me because like, again, I have, I don't travel. I'm, I'm a poor white trash child. Like I could have been closed minded, closed off and everything, but books and music and movies mm-hmm. and working mm-hmm. in the tourist industry really mm-hmm. helped me like see other worlds and gain some understanding. Obviously yeah. I don't have it all figured out, but like I can only imagine how far away I would be had it not been for the books I'm about to talk about. Okay, Bobby, you know what? We're talking about books. Some books are coming to me like, oh, yeah, I read that. So cool. I like it. I'm going to start. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to (laughs) participate. Okay, cool. I love that. I love that. I was hoping too. like I was like, fuck, because I only have nine books. I mean, I guess I guess I technically have 10, but my first two books, I'm just counting them as the same Um, because these are like kids books. So Mm -hmm. one one of them is called Lily's Crossing by Patricia Riley Giff. And the other one. 
I'm writing these down for for the list. You know. What I mean? Okay, I'll just I'll just email you the list. And the okay. other one is the summer we got saved by Pat Cunningham uh, Devetto. Um, these books were made for young readers, like I said, and uh, which is when I read them. Thank God. <laughs> but the reason they were important is that it starts as one thing. Like Lily's Crossing starts as she's like going to the beach in uh, New England for the summer to hang out with her grandma, and it's like. Or maybe she's like in uh, Nova Scotia or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's during World War II. And at first it's just her being bored. And then she meets this kid. And he escaped the Holocaust. Like he, his family's, his his parents died in a concentration camp. Somehow he escaped. He's there with his, uh, like his uncle. And at first she's like a total dick to him. And then she learns all this horrible shit that's going on with him. And she just ends up just loving it. It's like, it's Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty much Jojo Rabbit, but this came out like twenty years ago, and it won, or maybe even longer than that, and it won, um, it won a lot of awards, and it's won some awards. So, um, it was really good. And the summer we got saved, same principle. It's about a bunch of white girls who are like living in the South for the summer, and they become. It's during the Civil War era, like the Civil, not Civil War, the Civil Rights era of the sixties, mm-hmm. and so like they have to leave their jaded little life and experience things because they're in the heat of, you know, like they might be in Birmingham or whatever. So, and I like that the book's called The Summer We Got Saved because she ultimately says, like, if I would not have had this summer, just how I feel if I wouldn't have had these books, I would have been different. And I wouldn't have seen certain things. And maybe my heart would have got hard. My heart, my heart would have got hard because it wasn't, you know, softened up as a, like in this at the right time, right place, right time, you know? Yeah. So I love books like this because they kind of give you like the charm of being at the beach during the summer or the charm of being in the South and, you know, like sort of a debutante. And then it hits you with the hard shit. And I love that. I love that about books. So they're both really well written. They're both, again, for young readers. I actually gave uh, Caitlin both of these to read, my friend Caitlin Josie. And when we were like 24, and she's like, do you think I like don't know how to read? (laughs) Mm. Because she's like, these are like kids books. And I'm like, Oh no, they're just really good. Like, like I rebought them and re-listened to, I re-read them, and I was like, these are still pretty fucking good. But yeah, I mean, they're not like a hard read. So, oh, cool. Really, really recommend. <laughs> um, I like that. Do you have one you want to talk about? Uh, um, I uh, yes. Okay, the face on the milk carton series. Oh, that's such a good series. I've been thinking it about is. that a lot lately, dude. Girl, did you ever read that and be like, I bet I'm fucking kidnapped? I hoped. Turns <laughs> out I was. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, hoped. Hoped. I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll find my face on a... I, did you ever search those um, missing children faces in Walmart and be like, no. is my face up here? No, I look I look too much like I look too much like my family. Like I see. It's clear it's clear that we're related and we all have the same mom and dad, so it's easier for us to all be like, Oh, we're related. Well, we'll we'll get into racism soon. <laughs> uh, but that was part of my problem was that I didn't look like any of my friend my family. So mm-hmm. yeah, face on the milk carton was so good. And intense. Like I remember yes. being intense as a kid and being like, Oh, this is like some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> she had like I love I loved the imagery of all of these books, too. It's just like mm-hmm. she's eating lunch with her friends. She's lactose intolerant, quote, lactose intolerant. That's because her family told her she's lactose intolerant. And peanut butter and jelly goes really great with milk. So she, like, stills her 
friend's milk drinks it and then his face is on it like that's like such a i mean i still think of that i have not read that book in probably 20 years so longer dude i haven't read it since uh elementary school and i yeah that's when i read it yeah i seriously think about it like once a month it's like a really good book isn't that nuts how it stays Uh, with you maybe we should maybe we should buy them and read them together (laughs) (laughs) start a book club old school book club i love it i love i mean maybe we're obviously we were supposed to read that in school right so i'm sure everyone read it uh no i it was just in i think it won a prize or something and it was in the it was just oh, like the library. book fair or something. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah. and everyone was talking about it. <laughs> I, I think I was the only person reading that book in my, in my group area, or maybe I just didn't pay attention to anybody. Maybe I was a really Leo back then. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I don't know if everyone was talking about it or I'm such a tourist that I figured since it's in my brain, everyone's thinking it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's reading this. Uh, everybody's next... reading American girl. So no. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I wasn't into into American Girl, but I was into the and this is so not me because I hate Disney. But there was a Disney Princess series where they were all a bunch of like uh, elementary school girls, and they all identified with like Ariel or Jasmine, and they all had like a secret group. Oh, I was really into those. But my cool. mom, <laughs> my mom bought them like the series for me for Christmas. For I don't know for some fucking reason. I remember when I got them, I was like, this woman doesn't know me at all. I hate Disney. And then yeah. I was like, oh, these aren't bad. They're not bad. But this was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, so my next one is The Book of Lies by Aleister Crowley. Um, Book of Lies, of, okay. Have you ever heard of Aleister Crowley? No. He's a quote-unquote Satanist. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> Satanic Panic is something that everyone should definitely be aware of. Like, you guys need to research Satanic Panic and really figure out how much of your life is influenced by the pushing of that ideology. Because Aleister Crowley, of course, I mean, I read, I read, uh, I was very concerned that I was going to become, come under the spell of the devil as I was leaving the church. Mm. That was a big fear of mine. Mm. So my thing is always know your enemy, right? So I was reading, uh, there's this book. I don't, I tried to find it, but I couldn't find it. There's this book and it took, it was written in the seventies. It's about a kid from Provo who Ooh. got possessed and it's because he left the church and started doing drugs and all this shit, you know, like typical propaganda, right? Yeah. Yeah. They did an exorcism or something, you know, a Mormon exorcism on him. <laughs> and, like what whatever anyways i read i read the book and i was working up top at foster's um in bryce canyon and we we were approaching the slow season so i could read for like two hours a day and then we'd work for three and then we'd we'd go home you know yeah (laughs) so uh my boss is religious like he's a he's definitely he's got his own problems but he like is super he's like believes in the mormon church so he'd come and talk to me about it. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know, man. This seems like a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends who went way off the deep end after he left the church, like he was, he got arrested carrying a gun around San Antonio, <sighs> downtown San Antonio. <laughs> so like he went way That's off scary. the deep end. He gave me the book. Oh, which, God. So, I mean, it, always ha- it already had bad energy around it, but I was, yes. tri- I was tripping balls. So 
I read that. I was a little bit like, ah, this is lame. (laughs) (laughs) And kind of a ripoff of everything. And then I did more research and it was already debunked. It was way blown out of proportion. And then I got into Aleister Crowley because as some of you may remember in seventh grade, I was very into Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) He has a song called Mr. Crowley. Uh, So I already knew who, like, I mean, I knew who he was by association, right? Um, Yeah. So this book is just his thoughts. So Aleister Crowley is a man who was very curious. I mean, he was kind of a jackass, but he was really curious and he would go all in. If he was looking like, if he got interested in something, he'd go all in. Yeah. So at one point in his life, he was super interested in Satanism. So we went all in. (laughs) It was like, I'm going to hang out with you guys and like really get to know what this is. And then he moves on and he goes to the next thing. So, I read the book of lies. I seriously was laughing out loud. Like I was like, this book is amazingly hilarious. It's just like random ass thoughts. And like, he has a dry sense of humor and stuff, but I am so glad that this book came across my desk when it did, because uh, I, and at the same time with this other book, I, I wish I could remember the name. Um, of this Mormon shit where I was oh, just yeah. like, or I was just like, I think it's going to be okay. Like, I think it's going to be, it okay. wasn't the tennis shoes series. Was it? No, I do love the tennis shoe series though. Okay. No, it's, it's just truly a book about this kid who is in a good Mormon family. He start, leaves the ch- He like stops going to church, starts doing drugs and then he gets possessed straight hmm. up. That's, that's the storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a bunch of bullshit. Jeez. It's just, it's just straight up satanic panic. Jeez. It's propaganda. But, um, yeah. So, uh, the book of lies is clearly satirical. Like, he is saying some things that are like poignant, but most it's most of the time he's just like joshing around. Uh-huh. So I was just, it was really what showed me that like, okay, just because you're not believing in God doesn't mean, mean you are a Satan's pawn. Mm-hmm. And just because you're researching things doesn't mean you need to go balls deep like Alistair did, even though God bless him, whatever for doing it. I think that's great. But, um, I'm just a dip. I'm just a dip your toe in kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Ne- Especially when it comes to religion and stuff. I'll never, I would never become a Satanist. And that really showed me that I never would because even the stuff that was serious, I thought was funny just cause it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I can't recommend the book of lies enough. It's, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's like an hour read because every page, it's not, the pages aren't full. It's like random thoughts, poetry, uh, stuff like that. And it's actually really funny. And, That's um, cool not scary and uh it finally helped me let go of religion so thank you alistair crowley mr crowley <laughs> uh i would say that i would love to read that but i don't think i, I ever could and it's not your fault it's because why I'm... why just because just you couldn't yeah just because I'm, I'm incapable it's not that i wouldn't i had the coolest copy of it and i let someone borrow it and i don't don't i don't remember <sighs> who and I just I just count on not seeing books anymore. Baby, Bobby, you remember when we recalled our power and our energy? I I take back my energy from I take back those all my are, novels. Yeah, yeah, you should do that to your novels. I, I really don't need twelve copies of the novel. I still feel Oh man. Okay, you got one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm still searching for one. So maybe I'll just get it out of the way. Okay. In in middle school, I read a book that I still read about, and it was about two girls who are solving this, like, kind of a murder mystery. What happens is, 
you're going to describe it cheesy if I've read it. <laughs> yeah. Or like maybe somebody can tell me the title because I've thought about this book so often since but I cannot re- remember the title. Uh, and I think I would like it. You know what I mean? So anyway. Um, okay. There's this guy who has this kind of puffer fish poison that he, he makes into a powder and he touches babies with it. Holy shit. And then those babies die, quote, die of SIDS. What really happens is they, um, they like, their heart rate slows down. Anyway, the parents would have a funeral of the baby, then bury it. Then there would be like a second set of people that would come dig up the baby and then child traffic, sell that baby into adoption. Oh, so it wasn't actually dead. Right. Shit. But then these parents were thinking that their kids were dying of SIDS. Uh-huh. But these two teenage girls, like, kind of solve the murder, the, solve the, uh, the, I, I mean, it's probably not a great book for people to read, but I think of it all the time. And I think one of the characters' name is Janie. She had black hair, so black that when it shone in the sun, there was a blue tint to it. And that's what I keep remembering about. Um... Nope, doesn't read about no, 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 I did, no, I did, no, I did. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, girl solving. I was like Nancy Drew because I love Nancy Drew, but I'm like, I don't think they'd go into the Sids territory. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> uh, I've been looking up like uh, best-selling why young single adults. Fuck, I keep saying YSA. Best-selling young adult novels of 1999 or like the 1990s, but I'm gonna <laughs> check the 2000s and see if it's here. Well, I mean, it's funny too because. I think if you go into a book knowing that it's not made made for your adult mind, you can still enjoy it. Like yeah. I buy Fear Street books all the time. I have a lot of Fear Street books because I think they're so much fun to read, like on rainy days and stuff. You can just bust them out in like forty five minutes. Yeah. So it's like I love like wrong number, wrong number two. Those are my two favorite Fear Street books. Oh geez, I I have no idea what you're talking about, honestly. Uh, Arl Stein re- writes them, so it's oh, like okay, it's okay, like okay. it's like the teenage version of Goosebumps. Okay. But like, oh my God, I love Fear Street. And like, okay. you know what Fear Street is? It's uh, David Bennett's road across from the, like the, the road, you know where David Bennett lived, right? Oh yeah. I used to deliver his paper. <laughs> I did because I was in love with him for several years. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I th- remember about the Bennett's is that well, they were, didn't they like own severe office supply? They still do. That's so cute of them, right? I always loved how tall David and his dad were and how yeah. short his mom was. Honestly, like somebody said, somebody said about that. They were like, you ever wonder, like, you're like just walking along Main Street and you see these three trees walking across the street and you're like, what the hell? And then you remember it's the Bennett's. (laughs) (laughs) I think of that all the time. I don't no, know who I, said that, but it really made me laugh. That is fucking funny. No, because they are, like, so tall and they lengthy. They really are. But I had the biggest crush on David for, like, fourth grade, oh fifth grade. God. And when he came home from his mission, girl, because he came to was Institute. He, he came, no, I mean, he was he's, <laughs> he was always the same. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. had this accent where he would say, like, him instead of him. And where, everybody where on his mission. I thought uh, he went to like San Francisco. No, he went to some foreign. I guess place. that's where he lives now. He lives. In, I think he lives in San Francisco now. <laughs> anyway, he was just like instead of saying him, he would say him, <laughs> and every all the girls swooned. It was so funny. Oh my god, I, I mean, he's. I mean, look, we had we had a lot of charming boys at our grade. Like we did, like the best boys, and like every single one of them. <laughs> well, that's a lie. 
No, that is a lie. But um, I feel like I had a super huge crush on him and Mike Costa at the same time. So I must have been going through my tall person phase at that point. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> so Mike and David, you were... Uh... But anyways, his the point is, is his street, the whole street all the way down, the, that McKiff Street, uh, that lines the... Um, the cemetery is fair street to not only meet but my sister like i was she and i both love fair street and i was like what's, oh what's, yeah i'm like what's fair street to you and she's like the road of my kid like because i we used to drive i used to make her drive me past david bennett's house when i was oh, a kid. Cute, cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then like i would go trick-or-treating only to his house like i wouldn't go to any other house mckiff just his house my sister would take me <laughs> i had a, i had it ba- i had it for him bad <laughs> And my dad would tease me until I'd cry about it. Like, I'd sob, like, stop, stop teasing him. Stop teasing me. I love him. <laughs> Don't, guys. <laughs> Which would only make it worse. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had a huge crush on him. Anyways, point is, my sister and I both w- separately, separate thoughts, assigned that road as our fear street. So Cool. The power awesome. of books. Yeah, <laughs> truly. So my next one's Survivor by Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, he wrote Fight Club, you know. Cool. Everyone, everyone knows Fight Club. And honestly, I will say this. He's one of my favorite authors, but Fight Club, the movie, is a million times better than the book. I will It's. I say that. I will never. I will so say I, that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. But uh, I, I watched the movie first, and my mind was fucking blown. And then I read the book, and I was like, maybe if I would have had the twist. I'm glad that I had the twist that I had. Yeah. On video on on the movie, not on, in the book. Okay. But David Fincher's such a fucking badass movie maker that like I mean, come on. The two, the the two the power of two. They yeah. they're both they're both so great and made for each other that how could he not make it better? But Survivor is the one I'm choosing. Um I've read most of his books. Uh he's a gritty genius. People who have porn problems should read Snuff. What What's a problem with porn? Uh, people, uh, I think the only problem people have with porn is they think it's reality. Okay, true, fair. Or if they like watch it at work, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I did it once just to say that I have. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, writers who are struggling with their craft should read Haunted. Um, but the, for the sake of the this episode and myself, I chose Survivor as the Chuck book I wanted to talk about. Um, again, it's the theme of the post-religious life and how you can really go off the fucking deep end. Um, mm-hmm. And how when you're super religious and a religious extremist, extremist, you're on opposite side of the pool, but still you're off the fucking deep end. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And uh, all of Chuck's characters are wild and all over the place. And he's all over the place, which I enjoy since I am ADHD as a motherfucker. But <laughs> his overall themes are so poignant. And this one really resonated with me. Um, it's funny, filthy, and asks how far you'll go to be your authentic self um i guess i guess most of his books are like that but i really like that and it just really you know it's it's off the wall but it really illustrates the struggle of leaving a cult leaving a religious Mm -hmm. cult and going out into the world and when you go back how things are just so bizarre Mm. um so highly recommend (laughs) um this is actually the signed copy i got for micaiah for easter is this book Oh my God. Which he hasn't he hasn't read it yet though. <laughs> He's he reads three books a day and he hasn't read yours. 
Well, um, I sent him because I just bought The Invention of Soundish, which is one of Chuck's newer books. And uh, I sent him like a passage in it because he's a fucking he writes some of the most insane sentences, like insane sentences, paragraphs, whatever. And you're like laughing out loud. But you're also like, that was fucking brutal. And I just. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I sent him like uh, just a picture of a paragraph. And he's like, who is this? That's so great. And I'm like, it's Chuck Palahniuk. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I, he's like, for some reason, I didn't like him. He's like, I think it's because all the Fight Club bros were annoying. And I'm like, totally yeah. understandable. Totally understandable. But uh, he's like, I need to I need to start reading him. I'm like, seriously, he's my favorite. Like, Chuck's got me through so many times in my life. And I don't know. I just, I just can't say enough about him. He's, he's a great writer. And I didn't know he was gay until, like, last year wow and i was talking to the boys about it i'm like you guys chuck chuck paul looks gay and kevin's like yeah where have you been bob <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like not even that i care but i also think you know for those who don't know the premise of fight club the reason why because he was a teacher and he got jumped i'm guessing for being gay mm-hmm. in the 90s and he got the shit kicked out of him and he his face was all beat up and no one asked him what happened like they avoided him and that's what gave him the idea for fight club hmm. and it's was a bestseller. He quit his job as a teacher and now he's a full-time writer and I God bless. Wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You got another one? Yeah. I keep coming to me. Um Okay, here's another one that I don't remember the name of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys can help me. It's the Dust Bowl book. Oh, uh The Grapes of Wrath. Nope. I fucking hate that book. I'm so glad you didn't say that. It's not that one. I fucking hate that book. (laughs) Dust Bowl book. Route 66. It's got a girl on the front of it. Out of the Dust. Oh. Out of the... Uh, This is it. Out of the Dust by Karen Hesse. She's a hussy. Hesse. Um, What's up? I I feel like maybe I've watched it. Or read it. uh, Winner of the Newberry Medal. Um, so basically the thing that I keep remembering of that, that whole, um, I like how I keep saying movie (laughs) and watching because we're like, so whatever. Well, I would, (laughs) I would watch it in my head. So I mean, it was kind of like a movie, but, um, I remember like her putting one, walking barefoot, one foot on the road and one foot in the, the, um, like shoulder. Yeah to find her way home because you couldn't see it was so windy so that's what she would do was just oh, like by shit. feel and then also that they couldn't flip over their cups and plates until the very last second or else you would just be eating too much dust i feel like i remember this book yeah it's got a girl in the front in a, a hat lot, a lot of books have a girl in the front. listen <laughs> listen it's called out of the dust out of the du- I mean, it, it seems way familiar, but it's just, you just like the struggle of it or what, or just how well it was written. It just, listen, I told you I have only read a few books, so I'm <laughs> giving you what I've got here. But things stayed, stayed with me for that long, so I mean, I obviously retain information if I read it. <laughs> uh, okay. I like cool. it. I mean, I, I, think I, I, think I've, I think I've read it, and I think it's a good book, so I'm with you. I mean, uh, also, also like obviously you read, so I'm just trying to contribute where I can. No, and I, I really do appreciate. It. I'm not judging you at all. I'm like okay. okay I'm, I'm like I'm trying to just ponder if I've read. I feel like I've read it, and I because like the way you describe the certain things you're describing, they were like that's why reading is so great too. Because it's like again, yeah. you're creating it in your brain. That's why Harry Potter the movies suck to me. It's because I'm like yep. eh, I did it better. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> 
But that's on the banned book list too, Harry Potter. Because of witchcraft oh and wizardry. Again, satanic panic, people. Read up on it, please. Uh, my next one is No Effects, The Hepatitis Bathtub, and Other Stories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is under the theme of filthy. You know, No Effects is a punk band, and they have been, they have been so important to me. Um, punk rock and Fat Mike taught me to be unapologetic in what I believe in, uh, in free speech, and being critical of leaders and celebrity. Um, I like, I'm so grateful for punk rock and the punk rock attitude for that reason, because I really do like. <clears throat> Fat Mike is so critical, but it's not, it's thoughtful. And he's also critical of religion and stuff. Uh, like, no apology. And I fucking, mm-hmm. I just love that. <laughs> uh, but this tells the story of their upbringings and the punk scene in the 90s and pain and sorrow and smells and pranks and drugs and becoming oneself. <laughs> um, I read the first half while I was waiting for my first ever hit of acid to kick in, which was. Uh, what? Yeah. You're nuts, girl. Well, I mean, you have to wait like an hour. So I was like, oh, I'm going to read this book. It was my birthday. Like, I bought that's what I bought myself for my birthday was no effects. You're so great. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it was cosmic because they talk about the pros and cons of acid and give advice, like, in the first half. Because one of them, I don't even remember which one, was doing acid every single day, which is so stupid. But acid makes you stink and it makes you like fart which is weird and they like i feel like if i hadn't known that i would have been tripping shit so like they talk about it in the book so i'm like okay um but this is one of those books that i bought a bunch of times because i keep giving it away and i just like can't live without it um <laughs> and it's actually really nice to see such a smart ass like fat mike who's the bassist and guitar and, and lead singer uh get raw about his childhood and what else him um I love the I love the realness and the journey at both as individuals and as a no effects the band, and Fat Mike too was just like this kid from Massachusetts who was mm-hmm. like a preppy preppy kid and he moved to he was getting in trouble and like his dad kind of abandoned him and um, he or he moved to Cali or something I don't I don't remember the whole story maybe maybe hmm. he was he was acting up and his mom sent him to Cali but mm-hmm. he just got super into the punk scene and um, you know it's it's he talks about like his dad abandoning him. Uh, his parents died the same year and he loved his mom so much that he just sat with her till while she died. And uh, his dad called him and asked if he would come see him. And he's like, nah, he's like, I have other things to do. <laughs> and like, he has a song about, it, he goes, I found how he died drunk after a show. Um, Sad, uh... But he like, it's, but I get, I get that feeling where it's like, nah. I mean, and he talks about how like his dad would leave him alone when he was like nine years old and he would just watch scary movies and be terrified. So it's like, it's nice to see him like bring his guard down in his music mm-hmm. and in, in the book, like I cried, I, like on his part, I straight up cried on his parts. I was just like, Oh my God, fat Mike, you're so adorable. <laughs> but <laughs> Anyways, uh, no effects, the hepatitis bathtub and other stories written by no effects. There's a ghostwriter as well, but I highly recommend if you're into music at all, or just like a story, like a gritty story. It's fun. like the first line is the first time I ever got pissed on. I was sitting in a balcony. I was laying on a balcony in San Francisco. That's the first sentence of the book. So you're like hooked already. You're like, I can relate. <laughs> I gave it to one of my bosses once to read. And I was like, just read the first sentence, bro. Just read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But again, well, the, the, most of these, li- the most of the things on my list are books that would, if they got uh, consideration, would probably get banned by, you know, Christian oh, okay. people. Cool. But like, I like that. <laughs> 
but like I think they're really important um for people to read like it's just it's just really important and like they even talk about like green day when they were green day where they were like in eighth grade and they would hang out with at the at the at the punk clubs and stuff and mm-hmm. they like what they would like fuck with them yeah <laughs> because they were like the young punk kids but i think that's fun too you know that's pretty funny um should i go again or do you got one um i have one um Obviously, we're just going to go through the YSA, the Young Adult Library of <laughs> 2000s. But uh, I loved Ella Enchanted before it got oh my into God! a movie. It I was so I good. I haven't seen the movie, but I read the book several times. Once yes. Before. Yeah. Yeah. You could just read it over and over and over uh-huh. again. It was it was very good. And it was the right amount of romantic for the yes! age group, too. Like yes. It didn't, it didn't make you, it, you know, it was, you were just like, ah, oh, flutter. Yeah. Oh, they're in love. <laughs> and it was kind of like she was like her own hero too, which I like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I guess I mean that's all. That's the all. end. <laughs> Can't talk for five minutes about none of these. Oh, <laughs> uh, my next one's the Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Cool. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah, right now. we've mentioned it several times on the podcast, but. Um, but what, what really is shocking is that it wasn't until after my roommate in college and Stella Winkle kept calling me Sylvia that I even had an idea of who the hell she was. Really? Yeah. Like my, <laughs> like it was funny. Cause my, my roommate in college was like, God, Sylvia. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're like Sylvia Plath. And I was like, okay, is that a compliment? She's like, oh, it's a total compliment. Cause she had her book. She'd read it. She was from California though. So she's more sophisticated than me. But, um. I was like, okay, whatever. Cause I didn't really like my roommates. I was like, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, I was texting Dusty and I was like, dude, fucking this and this and that. And he's like, no, that's, he's like, you are totally Sylvia Plath. Or maybe he called me that um, independently. Hmm. But after he did, I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy this book. And um, <laughs> there is something so incredible daring about a woman in the sixties being bold enough and mm-hmm. real enough to be mm-hmm. bored with what the world had to offer her. Girl. Like I identify with that on so many yes. levels. Like I identify with being more comfortable in absolute treachery, in the absolute treachery of being a depressed individual than the exhausting efforts of maintenance on the facade. Like yes. I would rather be depressed <laughs> than be faking it all the time. I would yes. rather be like a, a storm cloud. I'd rather be that. Um, she was more comfortable in a mental institution than a fashion show, more interested in the CD club than a sock hop. She wanted to see the whole world, not just the shiny parts. And sure, that may have been what ended her, but there's bravery in looking, in my opinion. Did you write that? That sounded like a professional review. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> Everyone, write that down. You're. G- I'm gonna. I'm gonna write that word for word, so that we're the first ones saying that. My God, that was poetic. I'm actually a pretty decent writer. <laughs> um, I don't want to brag, but I was writing a book right before I quit reading and writing altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I've written several books and I get like a third, a three fourths of the way done. And I just throw my whole computer away. <laughs> my buddy Ryan was like, we need to get you a typewriter. So you can't throw it away. Oh I'm my like, God. Throw the pages away, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the bell jar, uh, Sylvia Plath's, uh, Poetry is great too. She did end up killing herself when she was forty. She had two kids. One of them hung himself. So that there's that statistic shining through that if you kill yourself, your kids are more likely to. Um, yeah. Yep. But she was just depressed, and that really wasn't allowed back then. And she yep. was just kind of like whatever, you know. And she, they, people considered her to be odd, you know, because she didn't. I don't know. I, I just get it. Like I get her. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Spot on roommate in college is Stella. Uh, I am Sylvia Plath, I guess. Thank you for the amazing compliment. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. I'll re- I will probably read that. Yeah, I mean. Give me two young adult books before I read that but so I can get into the reading mode. But yeah. This is definitely not a young adult book. Yeah. It's it's definitely for like, like usually when someone's going through it pretty heavily, like I'll, I'll Amazon it to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. Here you go. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah, so. That's awesome. What's your next one? You got one? My next one is, I got I don't I got remember some. the name. <laughs> uh, I remember the name Last Minute cricket in times square okay did you remember that i don't believe so no you never read the quick cricket in times square i mean describe it to me okay hold on i've read the hungry hungry caterpillar i love the hungry hungry caterpillar can i talk about that for just a second yeah we can talk about hungry, children's books I hungry hungry children's caterpillar books. was the first book i ever memorized and uh we did a play of it in kindergarten and I was the moon. Fuck yeah, you were. You were. Diana. I was like, I love that this is like my con- my first connection to the moon, and I was like, I'm the moon. <laughs> Lisa asked me if you were into the moon before. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think I can claim take ownership of that, Lisa. <laughs> no, I've been obsessed with the moon. The moon's I, been around. <laughs> I'm just, I just like to let you talk about shit because you know what you're talking about, and I'm like, <laughs> I heard once on a TikTok. <laughs> No, the the sound on the moon episode sucks. Sorry, everyone. Um, it's mostly disinformation, anyways. Uh, we love the moon. We just we love lo- the moon. We just love the moon. Yeah, you were you were all about her last night. Jesus, right? She, well, well, I'm always moon. yelling about the moon, but then it's like the full, I was like, it's the full moon in Taurus. Just so you're aware, that's why we're loving it. So, oh, I see. <laughs> also, there's an eclipse tonight. Well, not tonight. By the time you guys hear this, but tonight there's tonight. an eclipse. And it's, it's the longest. It's, it's the longest eclipse, and it's in seen, like 600 years, and it's visible by most of the, the planet and that we'll be able to see it so that's good let's see this is dumb tucker is a streetwise city mouse uh <laughs> there's a ticket cricket in times square in the in the subway station i i just remember loving this book and now i'm like wow that was weird Cr- a cricket in times square cool <laughs> okay so my next one is <laughs> uh slaughterhouse five by kurt vonnegut uh Kurt is one of my many heroes. Is that a musician? No, that's Kurt Cobain. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut, uh, he, I have a, my tattoo, my tattoo with the, the nose and the tattoo. That's, that's where I've heard that's of Kurt it. Vonnegut, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a tattoo of one of his illustrations on my arm, uh, if you guys didn't know that. Uh, I Well, not... the <laughs> Summit County Police Station does. Oh, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure this is my favorite Vonnegut, but I chose it for two reasons. Um, it was the first Vonnegut I ever read. And I read it because it's banned in the town of on Footloose. <laughs> oh, and cool. I just, I just had to fucking know why, especially because Kevin Bacon's character was like, Oh yeah, it's great. And everyone looks at him like he's the devil. A look I have become all too familiar with. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was banned because it said motherfucker twice. Um, oh, but I think it could have uh, made people uneasy the way he compart- compartmentalizes uh, the horrors of World War II, of concentration camps, of all the psycho shit that was being carried out by evil men. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a sci-fi angle to it. Uh, like most of his book, like most of his books, like he he always he throws in the sci-fi. I think that is, it's it's easier for him to process if he throws in some sci-fi. Yeah. 
Um, and it brings you in and out of reality in a very mind altering sort of way. Um, it also started a movement of we, me wanting to devour banned books. I mean, wow. if, any, <laughs> if anything, this is the beginning of all yeah. of this. And it all started with Footloose. Uh, <laughs> and Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon. And I, Not and the and Dennis Quaid version. No. What a oh, waste of what? time. No, no. We're talking, we're talking the one that was filmed in Utah in Farmington. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, if anything, this ban on certain books will only make the smart kids want to read them more. You hear me, children? Get out there and read these banned books. Find out why they're banned and decide for yourself. Don't let people decide for you. But um, it also really talks about PTSD in a very epic way. And I feel like it's one of the first times PTSD was getting talked about. Kurt Vonnegut died in like the 90s, I think. Or wow. maybe like 2000. So like he, he served in World War II. Um, he was he liberated a concentration camp. Um, oh and, yeah. So like I think slaughter. I'm not I'm not gonna get this all right, but slaughterhouse five is like one of the, the gas chambers. So it's it's it's, it's a see. whole it's like really. It's really sad, but it's also there's it's humor to a it. It's somber. Mo- no, it's book. it's actually it's really funny because it's Kurt Vonnegut. Oh. <laughs> like he's got a he has a way of making comedy out of like anything, really? but it also hits topics that need to be discussed that weren't getting discussed at the time, and the way that he kind of gives you PTSD, uh, the way the, the packaging he puts on it is worth your time. Cool. So Slaughterhouse Five by putting Vonnegut. it on the list. <laughs> Um, the next one I have is Phantom Tollbooth. Mm, Do you remember that? I don't think so. Phantom Tollbooth. The only thing I remember about it was that there was a a 12 sided die face person that was called the dodecahedron. Tommy (laughs) Simbazo. Tommy Simbazo probably, uh, remembers the, um, Phantom Tollbooth. So he's like 12 sided die. I'm in. I feel like my list is 12 books that you forgot about, <laughs> That's but that fine. were really That's popular fine. in middle school. <laughs> no, but also like, I mean, look, I think reading is so important because it doesn't give you all the sense. You know what I mean? Like watching a movie is cool. I love yeah. watching movies. Movies are yes. one of my favorite things. Yes. But when you're reading a book, you're making your own, you're making your own, uh, scenery. you're working your brain. Yeah. 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 And like, <laughs> All the words I mispronounce, I, I I have comprehension of a lot of words just because I read. <laughs> and sometimes I like, I, sometimes I, I mean, there were times where I was reading where I'd have a dictionary next to me and I have to look up the words. Just oh, yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Yeah. Why not I, I, um, I, I, what's that word? Naive? Yeah. I didn't know how to, how to pronounce naive, mm-hmm. but I knew it was a word until I like read it. Or facade. Shakeade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no facade uh, genre. Um, yeah, so it's like, I mean, Mel, we, Mel we, learned, we learned <laughs> Mel violent. We learned so many things from books before anybody ever taught it to us. So I think that is because we read so young. Well, especially if you're in like a small working people's town. Yes. Like, um, yes. That's why we all love the creaking stairs at the library, right? Oh my god, I love those stairs. They still creak. Yeah. Um, Lisa and I went a couple, like a year. And oh, a half cute. Ago. oh cute! Oh cute! They remodeled everything, but the floor still creak. Oh, we talked about this with Brooke because she's on. She's yes. on like the the remodeling, whatever. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, like we, if you grew up, you grew up in this place where 
like uh, I've talked about Sephora, and it's always infuriated me when people are like, "I don't read. I don't read no books." And it's like, <laughs> like me. Uh, no, I mean, look, you've read some books, right? <laughs> I've read at least six so far. <laughs> well, they were I all mean, before I was thirteen. <laughs> I feel like you could have put that in your MySpace profile instead of "Don't read." <laughs> you know. I was like, "Book of Mormon." <laughs> oh right. I could be a missionary. <laughs> uh, I almost put that those all those books on this as the important books in my life because they made me not believe in God anymore. <laughs> but I was like, no, it's too much. <laughs> um, so what book are you talking about right now? Are you done? The Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, I'm uh, done. I don't. I don't remember any details except for the dodecahedron or dodecahedron. Anyway, it taught me a big word. yeah like i mean i love that i love when you remember where you learned something that's so fun yeah Um, remember how i told you i'm autistic there's there it is (laughs) well my next one's a children's book okay cool a wrinkle in time by madeline long cute okay so my sister had this book in her room forever and i just never read it as a kid i don't know why i feel like the cover intimidated me yes and and i was just like but it's like a really small book so uh it's a children's book but the first time i read it i think i was like a senior in high school and i came home from school one gloomy day much to my pleasure the house was empty <laughs> i ran Yay. my finger over my Yay, mom's abandonment rec- <laughs> i ran my finger over my mom's record collection and stopped at fly like an eagle by steve miller band that album put it on grab my sister <laughs> grab my sister's stolen from the library copy of a wrinkle in time and <laughs> read it start to finish with the space age sound of steve miller band playing uh it was one of those perfect afternoons very rare in my world at the time and that book is just so great about discussing feelings without directly addressing them i mean this is the theme this is the theme throughout this whole thing and my imagination was creating all the worlds they traveled to and it was truly Mm. it was truly just a great time um for reading it was it was one of my favorite reading experiences and it's this teeny book like i think i listened to fly like an eagle like the front and back of the record and i was done wow i think i'm a fast reader i'm a faster reader than normal but like i also think that like i'm not that fast so like you could get it just adhd fast i don't know it was just i was just having a high day that day i guess (laughs) (laughs) do you have another one or should i go yeah no um i wanted to talk about a book that i read in a day but i didn't read it until i was in uh, my 20s, uh, like 23 uh-huh. or 24. I read The Giver in a day, in a work day. I was at work and I was just reading the book. And I was like, they were like, are you going to work today? And I was like, I'm taking calls. Okay, like, I can do both, bitch. I was like, uh, I'm going to, I just wanted to finish this book today. <laughs> so I feel like I've read it, but tell me about it because I don't remember. Um, It's about people who can't see color, I guess. Listen, oh, no. don't, ask me to, don't ask me to <laughs> recall details. Um, But... I think it was a it, it was a captivating story and it caught my attention, kept my attention, my ADHD attention for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like it was probably the last one of the last times that I ever sat down to read, read a book. I honestly should give you some Chuck Palahniuk because I'm pretty sure he has ADHD too because he changes. He's all over the place. He's like this podcast. He's literally all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> you think people like this podcast? I mean, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> I think I think people do like this podcast. People are like, I'm just in the mood for incoherent trains of thought. Like, <laughs> uh, right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever. We're funny. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, my next one is "To Kill a Mockingbird" by Harper Lee. 
Have you read this book? Okay, what's the book of with the guy who is it of mice and men? So yeah, it's not the same book. Continue. He's like a, he's a simple man who gets put on trial for murder or whatever. Yeah, he's go out and kill him or something. I've never read of mice and men. Um, I don't really think I don't need to. I don't need to go into too much detail about this book. It's about race in the South and um. Wait, what's being, it called again? To kill a mockingbird. Oh. And it's definitely on the banned books. They feel like it's offensive. I don't even understand why this book. It like people are like it makes you uncomfortable, and it's like that's the point. Yeah. Like it's. It doesn't go too hard in the paint, but it definitely takes you to a place where you're just kind of appalled by the things that go on, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives you a child-sized dose of reality. So, wow, uh, the fact that this is on the banned book list, I'll never understand. Yeah. Um, I read it. I didn't read it in school, I don't think. I read it on my own. Um because honestly, if you give me the the list of books that are banned, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna buy them all real quick. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is just one of them. So it's just like, yeah, I read it. Everyone should read it. I can let you borrow it if you want to borrow it. Um, like, I don't. <laughs> I just wonder if I will read it <laughs> because you just told me the base of it. I mean, I it's, don't really think fine. I don't really think I did. Like, I don't even like. I just remember like affecting me. I don't even really. I know that there's like a. Uh, I, but the, yeah, it's just just fucking read it. Just read it. If you've never read *To Kill a Mockingbird*, just read it. It's important. I will. Um, you, I will read it. Do you want me to after go the through, bell jar? Do you want how me many? Go, how many more do you have? I just have one more. Oh, I have three more. Oh okay. Let's talk about Harry Potter for a second. Well, yeah. Let me. Uh, let me go through the old school uh, band books just real quick. So, to, okay. kill a, to Kill a Mockingbird, The Catcher in the Rye, uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Really? Uh, yeah. Slaughterhouse-Five, wow. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is a great story, um, Lord of the Flies, Animal Farm, The Scarlet Letter, uh, 1984, which I don't like that book, but I think it's an important book. Yes. And Fahrenheit 451, which is actually my last book, but you go first. I can't believe that those were all the books that I feel like Mrs. Teeples put on the books to read. Well, and I feel like that was the that was actually the pushback because it's like, um, no, these are actually really great pieces of literature. You don't get it. Yeah. Like you don't get why. Like you have all these like religious fucking mothers who like to clench their pearls and pretend like the world around them isn't happening, and they're like, what? Like yeah. So yeah. Well, that all of that list surprises me because I feel like those were all books we were encouraged to read, even in our small town. So, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I started wanted to start talking about Harry Potter is because I want to talk about series of books that kept my attention from the first book to the last. So, okay. I fought against the Harry Potter like I did trend. Too. I did because too. you know pretty much i was just like well i don't like things that popular people like and like i'm reading thousand page books about pioneers and shit but um there was that and there was also like it seemed like a, a watered down version of the greats yes so i was like you know? yeah <laughs> like yeah. I'll, I'll read lord of the rings or whatever yeah you know so um so yeah harry potter once i started reading it i read like i couldn't stop yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. stop. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have to wait for a book? No, I don't like this. But I did. I even, like, 
uh, when we went to Europe for Utah Ambassadors of Music, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, edit that out. Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> the burp? That's rude. Oh, I didn't hear the burp. So oh, okay. I thought you were editing out the name. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Utah Ambassadors of Music, we went to Europe and the sixth book dropped. And everybody, we were all in Liechtenstein, uh-huh. which is the smallest country in Europe and I probably the world. And we all, we bought out the... Hell yeah, you did. What an asshole move, by the way. I'm sure Liechtenstein was like, we have X amount of teenagers so that we have X amount That's of books. That's true. That's true. And these white kids from Utah are like, yay, uh, Harry Potter, we're going to buy it. Oh, what a dick move. Anyway, <laughs> we did. I bought my copy in the Germany uh, airport, so I did. I mean, I wasn't gonna buy it then, but I did, and it's a really cool, like, little treasure I have from being oh, abroad. But yeah, no Harry Especially Potter. Because it takes place in Europe, and does are, isn't there germs in the sixth book, or that's the fourth book, the Goblet of Fire? Oh, I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> um, I I mean, I read the the third one. The first one I read was the third one, and my mom bought it for me, and I like let it sit in my closet forever. Yeah, I was, like resisting it. So, and then I was just sitting in the tub one day, and I needed a book to read, and I started reading, it, and I like f- was. That week, I finished it that weekend. Yeah. And Is that The Prisoner was, of Azkaban? That's the best one. It's the best book. It's the best movie. Yeah. For fucking and sure. Gary Oldman, get the fuck out of here. Yes. So good. Yes. I love him. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, that. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes we we get in a Harry Potter mood and we just watch the third movie. We're just like, well, this is the best one. So I've been thinking about watching the series again, but I'm just like, oh, I think the fifth book is actually really great, too. I own Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. So that I mean, thank you for keeping me involved in a series for <laughs> for until my adulthood, for sure. Right, and- right, right. It came out when we were 19. Yeah. The last one came out, we were like 18, 19. Because I yeah. remember it came out the day after my friend went on his mission. And he was yeah. so dev. He was devastated. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. That's so sad because he probably couldn't read it. I was like, I'll send you a chapter at a time. He's like, that defeats the purpose, Bob. I was like, all right. I won't. Ugh, fine. I gave, I gave him, that was what I gave him as a homecoming present was that book. I feel like if I was a mission president during that, I'd be like, read it on P days only. And you can read it. So but I think that would be like. It's straight up against. It's a witchcraft and wizardry. Like it's. it's... I don't give a fuck. That's why I'm never going to be a mission <laughs> president. Because I was going to be too cool. I'd be too cool for the key. I'd be like, go ahead and read your personal books on P-Day. Anyway, uh, the next series that I want to talk about that kept my attention from beginning to end was the Uglies series. The Uglies, Pretties, and Specials. I thought that was a really cool book. It mostly is about body dysmorphia and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a utopian or dystopian future. Mm -hmm. Chuck Chuck Pollock has a book about that called uh, Invisible Monsters. And because they're so deformed, people ignore them and they get away with a lot of shit. It's really funny. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, this book is like when you turn 16, you get plastic surgery to become perfect. And so what ends up happening? Yeah. What ends up happening is people hate their unique features Mm. And start thinking that they're ugly, even though they're beautiful. Yeah. Um. So, and then, like, when you turn into a special, you get, like, upgraded some more. So, it was kind of like, I don't know what the point of the book was, honestly. But what I got out of it was, wow, I never want to be in a place where I hate myself so much that I want to fix it. You know what I mean? What's that book about uh, the 
wood the, the wood puppets and they put circles yeah. on you if you saw if you're ugly and they put that stars dots on and you. stars dots it's stars. called you are special oh you are special it's yeah. same same principle right yeah except so for I'm that sure one's about there's Jesus. no god yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about star-bellied sneeches that's that's a that's dr no? seuss yeah which what about him uh, they're they be better than everyone. What about them? I don't know. What, what's your point about that? Oh no, I'm just saying that they're they're all the same concept of like what makes you different, makes you special, and like mm-hmm. anyway. And then the last one I want to talk about is the Twilight series <laughs> because it cost me a job. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the, the final book came out, uh, and I was working for Doctor Oldroyd on Orthodontia on Main Street. <laughs> And um, he was not my ortho, not my orthodontist. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag not my ortho. Oh God, I messed up that. Not my orthodontist. Hashtag not my orthodontist. Um. So anyway, the book came out, and I just spent a whole day not doing my work, and I read it at work. Uh, I'm sensing a theme here, <laughs> but uh, he did not fire me over that. I actually quit because it was during the 2008. Uh, super skyrocketing fuel prices which oh. by the way are not due to any president so don't oh, even yeah. fucking at I mean, us talk to the oil industry yeah yeah uh economics man just learn about it uh get yeah, educated like, I've, I've, I've honestly always known that because i've been in the oil industry with my family but i'm just like everyone yeah. just needs to shut up just yeah. shut up uh, um anyway so um i had to quit because he wouldn't pay for the time we drove or for our gas and he had several si- satellite um offices where he would you go one day in delta there, yeah. one day in manti and one day in gunnison and you know oh, that's himself. not good he should pay for that yeah so he at least said at that, least at least like gas and uh miles yes no you know? he he wouldn't do any of it so he wouldn't pay f- for it so we were like well i'm Please. poor <laughs> and uh, i could just live at my grandma's and eat sandwiches instead of working here so well, right, and like I remember, gas prices were like four fifty a gallon. Yeah, it was insane. Yep, it was insane. Anyway. But I was also, I was also like, I don't know how to make gasoline, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay what you want. <laughs> I just don't want to drive over mountains to do work. You know what I mean? So right, right. right. I'll just work here at the call center. <laughs> <laughs> oh yuck! You probably worked with my mom at that call center. She worked there. Probably, I worked she, with an old did, guy who just put his head down and did his work and then i worked with colton avis and i worked with scott zaborski and i worked with yeah I feel like shay turner scott. yeah i feel like and uh did you ever work with jake jake worked there for like a month and my he got my mom a job there and she had like her own goblet or something she was very very popular amongst the youth <laughs> you know i probably did work with her <laughs> uh i one time i brought my i thought my boss was such an asshole this is the best okay we're not going to talk about twilight for a second um <laughs> I one time, first of all, one of my bosses was Nathaniel Pope and fucking hated Nathaniel. I still won't name. I still won't. I mean, no. So and then the other the the main boss, he was so grouchy. And so one day I brought him a balloon from Albertsons and I was like, you seem like you need a little pick me up. And I just want you to know that, like, I see your hard work and here's the balloon and i think he thought i was flirting with him but really i was just trying to get him to not fire me for not doing anything <laughs> and um a lot of the time i would just i had my um cousins 
the cousin I don't talk to anymore, uh-huh. her number memorized. And so I would just call her and like give her the surveys <laughs> and then just bullshit for an hour and then call somebody else and then like do the same you're thing over bad, and over. You're a bad employee, man. You're a bad employee. Yes, I am. Uh, That's why I work for myself because I'm very good at doing my own work uh, and I don't like to be told what to do. So, Well, working in a call center is just the worst, but I really feel like I don't like to work for people either. That's probably why I've been a server my whole life because it's in my hands what I make. Yeah, yes. Like what I make is totally up to me. Yeah, yep. And also today while I was learning more economics for my test that I didn't end up taking because I can't find my fucking camera. Um... (laughs) I just don't like white men telling me what to do. That is the that the, that is the thing. Uh, all of these YouTube videos that I was looking up for my test, I was just like trying to like brush up on things. Mm-hmm. And Spence was like, "How's it going?" And I was like, "I'm just tired of white men telling me what to do. I'm tired of white men <laughs> inventing economics and shit." <laughs> I'm tired of doing this bullshit. It's like people <laughs> bullshit. So I can fucking pay my fucking bills. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was 18. I'm not going to hold myself to a high standard. When I was working, working, I was actually a good worker in my 20s. So, yeah, I know I'm teasing you. I don't give a fuck. I think I think everyone was a I think everyone was a bad like employee back then. No, at that job. <laughs> that call center job because it's the worst fucking job ever you were calling people pretending to be somebody from blue cross blue shield but uh no you weren't uh and anyway anytime somebody calls me with a survey i take it because i'm like oh, i've been in your shoes before it was very <laughs> painful <laughs> i don't i just say take me off your call list um one time i said uh I was like, hey, can you take me off your call list? And she's like, um, can you go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and I hung up with me. My sister just, I was like, I was like bent over dying. I was like, shut up. <laughs> oh my God bless. I mean, I think I was a little offended, but like, it was fun. I was like, all right, girl, sing it. You're getting paid $8 an hour. If that, you give some fuck. <laughs> I took this drink of water and I could not, I could not. Could you just imagine being on the other end of the well, I think I was like, can I, can you take up the ostrich off your call list? Because they would call us every day at dinner time. And she's oh. like, can you go fuck yourself? <laughs> I was like, as long as you take me off the call list, sure. <laughs> Anyways, Twilight. Oh my God. So Twilight. <laughs> I just like Twilight. And I'm not ashamed. I definitely tore through it in, oh, shit. Uh, in a weekend. Put, I gotta put Twilight on my Christmas list for DVDs. Oh God. And Spence <laughs> bought me Moon Midnight Sun as a joke last year i was what like the well fuck's midnight sun it's it's the finally bella or edward's perspective oh fuck me running yeah is it well, good i thought <laughs> i didn't read it halo colored in it um <laughs> i think stephanie meyer was like oh a pandemic's coming well i bet i could make some money well she if- kept te- she was teasing that like right when uh oh the yeah movies came out she was yeah. teasing that yeah but then it got leaked what she had written got leaked and so then she kind of like boycotted it yeah but i think she was like now's my shot people are into nostalgia right now and they got nothing else to do so they might as well read my book <laughs> i mean i might want to borrow it <laughs> sure so i can hear about what a douchebag edward's thoughts are i'm 100 years old and i'm in love with this teenage girl and you know what i hate that i can't not picture those their dumb faces every good robert pattinson and Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart, whatever the fuck her name. I can't stand her. You know what's dumb? Why, if you're going to be living forever, why pretend you're in high school the whole time? Right, right, right. Like, why not just <laughs> pretend like you're like 
Paul Rudd that doesn't age. <laughs> like I wonder can... if I could get Twilight in 4K. I think I can. What the fuck's 4K? It's the evolution from Blu-ray. Oh my god. Are we just not streaming? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two. Well, since we're talking book series and, you know, we're talking uh, The Hunger Games, man. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get into those. Really? Yeah, I couldn't. I tried a- so hard. I not, Okay, here's... I got into The Hunger Games. I th- maybe my sister may let me t- talk to me about it or something. I don't know. Point is, is I was reading it and then handing it off to my grandma, who was just tearing through it, too. Really? Yeah. And my grandma's, like, what, 50 years older than me? How she- cute are you guys? <laughs> and same with my sister. Like, we were tearing through these books because they're. I think they're really good for, you know... They're an easy read, obviously, but um, I I think they're good, and I think the whole concept of not letting you know your government control you and fighting mm-hmm. back and being rebellious, like I think I love that. I think that's great. I don't think you should After- storm the capital, but I think if someone's coming on your land, you should fuck them, yeah, fuck yeah, a motherfucker up. Yes, in native folk. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think about the capital so much because of the movies where everybody just looks so fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted... They look like me at that fucking wedding. Yes. <laughs> Where I was the only one dressed I, up. <laughs> I literally... After pandemic, I was so looking forward to... Okay, this is what was happening, right? During the pandemic, the gays, the ladies, mm-hmm. the theys, the theys, they all stepped into their more confident selves. Mm-hmm. And the men just, like, played video games. They, like, won't know what's going to hit them. I just imagine us exiting this um, pandemic, like, like, like the capital, like why, like just not giving a fuck. Yes. Yeah. Expressing your full self. I like think that it would be fantastic if we could just put down all the facades that we've built up our whole lives. Oh, you didn't I would love that. I would you love didn't that. survive a pandemic to not be yourself. Right. So I keep imagining that it's going to be like the capital and we're all going to have like feather eyelashes, but it's not happening like that. Well, I mean, I think we all watch plenty of tutorials on how to do stuff. We get, we, our skills have greatly improved. We all own selfie lights now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another good, another good um, series, which uh, my coworker Liz, who's, uh, she's probably like 40 years older than me, 30 years older than me. Um, she was like, I have this book for you. She tried to get me in the Wicked series, and I was like, no. I was like, I can't do it. Really? Like, this is, I'm like, this is too cheese for me. Oh, I yeah. I not about it. I can't do that either. So she gave me, like, all of them. I just don't like Adina Mazel or whatever. No, I mean, like, they're books. I know. I have all three of them, and I have never read them. There's, there's like, seven of them. She gave me all of them. And I was like, I can't do this. No. But she gave me the Mortal Instruments series, and that's good. It's really good. It's like it's kind of Harry Potter world, but it's got a, more of a darkness to it. It's like Harry Potter makes bl- makes uh, meets Blade, in my opinion. Cool. Mortal uh, what? The Mortal Instruments. Um, it's oh. a. I think I'm pretty sure it's a young adult. Uh, yeah. It's it's young adult. It's young adult fantasy, but mm. um, they're 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 good. They're good. They're a good time. Do you remember Shel Silverstein? I love him, and I was going to put some of his stuff on there, but I was like, Ugh. The only poetry I could ever read was his. I would, uh, yeah, and I would devour his books. I've read every single one of his books. Yes. They're beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. I just want them. In, I want to build a library. I don't put them right there. <laughs> I just yeah. love Shel Silverstein. Well, and his words have such a kindness to them. Yes. 
Yeah. That's that, like, like a, a humanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah, I, I love his stuff. Um, I almost put the giving tree on here, but I was like, the giving tree, I always hated the human being in that, but I think that's probably the point, right? Yeah. Where you're like, I hate this. This guy's a dill hole. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucker. <laughs> Um, okay, so my last one is uh, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Um, it's on it's on the band books list. Have you read this book? No. Again, it's a small read. It's it's not it's not a lot, um, but it's about you know a dystopian future where everyone's too reliant on technology. Like all their walls are covered in screen, like pro- they're getting projected. Mm. And he's just kind of like losing it because he's like, this can't be our life, and he's getting the information that. It's like fake news for the lack of a better word. Um, uh-huh. But uh, there's these firefighters. They're called fire starters, I think, who cool go and just burn libraries. <gasps> so they have this underground movement of people with books and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's just it's just saying like it's 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 commentary on censorship. Yeah. It's commentary on technology. It's commentary on, you know, just eating whatever you get fed sort of thing. Uh Um, And that's why, you know, really I want to do this episode is because books are so important. Yes. Even, even the disgusting ones, even the ones that you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's poorly written, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but like if, if if it's a well-written book about something that makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. Because, you know, I'm not out here saying go, go out and get scarred or whatever, but I really feel like the more you read, the more capable of critical thinking you are. Yes. And that's so important. And that's really important to lowering your facade as well. Um, which is obviously our goal is just to kind of like think things out and be like, uh, I mean, I don't know. And honestly, the way that I got there was through books, you know, so <laughs> I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but I like, I love reading a person's or even a, even a fiction and being like, I wonder where the fuck they were at when they wrote this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. So books, they're for everyone. And also, I think uh, the fact that you get a personal pan if you read five books for Pizza Hut. Uh, oh, yeah. That was such a cool <laughs> deal. Yeah. I love me a personal pan pizza. Even to this day, I'm like, yeah, this is so good. Actually, yeah. That's just a, the right amount of grease and crunch and cheese and mm-hmm. sauce and... And you can get them at the at the Pizza Hut at uh, on twenty first in Sugarhood. Really? And it has a, it's a drive through, so that's just a fun tip for everyone. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! That's gonna be our next date. <laughs> Go to the drive through at Sugar House. I fucking hate twenty one hundred South too. Like they need to like, I mean they have been repaving it, which is a nightmare. Yeah. 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 I usually I usually won't go to Sugar House unless it's nighttime because like I'm like it, could all the suburban like the the, the the families get put in their their cages? Yes, they're like good night everybody, and you're like we're free, we're free. Let's go kick, let's go haul ass. Have you um, seen that pizza meme that was like any pizza can be a personal pizza if you believe in believe yourself, yourself and try hard enough? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes, like, when I'm, like, really sad, I'll just get, like, a whole pizza from Little Caesars and eat it, and then I'll just hate myself forever. I fucking love Little Caesars. Little Caesars is the pizza that, when I was besties with Jordan that summer, best summer of my life, 2009, we would go to the park, we would, sh- this is the uh, game. Kmart, Kmart Little Caesars in Richfield, it, there's never been one better. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I it haunts miss, me. Miss you, boo. <laughs> miss, miss you, boo. Um, so this is the game. You get a, you go to the park with a Little Scissors pizza. Mm-hmm. 
you take one bite. You try to shove as much of the pizza in your <laughs> mouth as you can. And then once you bite, you fling the pizza behind you, uh-huh. whatever's in the crust, and you just like let it fly into the grass. Small town life, people. <laughs> that was so great. One time, um, Spencer was asking me, like, I was like very pensive, and he was like, "What are you? What are you thinking about, babe?" And I was like, <laughs> "You don't want to know." And he's like, "Please tell me." And I was like, "I was going deep and hard into some pizza memes. Like, <laughs> that is all I was thinking about." Well, Jake and I would do this thing uh, because. Since Zach was in high school, we've always had someone. We've always known someone who's worked at Little Caesars, so we'd like never pay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or if we do, we're paying like the bare minimum, right? Yeah. So for some reason, when I was like a freshman and Jake was a or I was a sophomore and Jake was a junior, my mom was, I think it was because Jack was in rehab, so she would go see him all the time. So she'd leave us like 20 bucks for dinner, and Jake's like, all right, we can go get. <laughs> A large pizza and two uh, orders of breadsticks. Yeah. And it'll only be like five bucks because whatever, so-and-so's working. Yeah. And (laughs) I was like, cool. And then we would split the pizza and both get our own breadstick. Cool. And then we'd split the cash and go our separate ways. (laughs) (laughs) In the Kmart, and you're like, well, I'm going to get some. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go spend something on, you know, Jacqueline Smith or something. Well, we, and that's 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 probably what we do too is we're like, let's get a pizza and a CD. And we yeah. Oh, at night. yeah. 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 Because, yeah. like, we'd go put the order in, and then we'd go look at the CD. Yeah, you have to K- wait. Kmart, Kmart had a bitch in CD selection. So. Yeah, they did. And also, this is before Hot and Ready, so you actually had to yeah. wait for your pizza to get ready. Yeah. Which was, and it was, it was so by, good. It was by the layaway department. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, all your Christmas would smell like Little Caesars. <laughs> Fuck, man. Whatever memories, you know, they light the corner of my mind. Yeah. Have you ever been in, behind in the layaway department? It was, I was, I've been, I peeked back there when I was like eight. Scary. It was such a place of wonderment for me. And then Zach worked there and I was like, please take me there. And like, he like, <laughs> please, he like, <laughs> I think he let me go like a little bit in. And then I got scared that he was like going to get fired or whatever. Oh. But it's like, it's a weird, like, it was, it like, it was like Wonka's factory to me. Yes. What the fuck's going on back there? <laughs> and you would like pay a little bit At a time, every yeah. month. Yeah. For and Christmas. For some, reason, for some reason, the line for layaway was always, I feel like I was always there for like four hours. But that could just be my mom talking someone's ear off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mom run the layaway department? No, but we were always back there for some reason. Oh my God, we were besties. <laughs> I have a secret to question to ask you since we have a little bit of time left. Okay, why? Did you ever do shop with a cop? No, thank God. Thank God, no. But we were we were like seriously, we were just like we were we were really close. But I was so grateful that we never did shop with a cop. Oh my god, my it was mom, so it was my so mom had embarrassing. Too much, my mom had too much pride for that shit too. Like, I see, I she see. Did, she didn't want us in the paper and my grandpa would always send up like a grand for Christmas. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Shop with a cop was so weird and my mom was all about it. And yeah. I was embarrassed to do it, but like mm-hmm. my brother and sister were like jacked to shit to like spend a hundred dollars on Christmas. Right. Um uh so embarrassing thing, I guess I was in shop with a cop a lot and uh so what we would do is like go to McDonald's and get a 
sausage McMuffin, which I hated. I know the, the whole premise because my mom would go down to see who was getting it done so she could be judgmental. Oh, what a fucking bitch. Because I was a child, Carolyn. No, Do I mean, like, I think she, was, she wasn't judging you. She was judging your mom. Uh, I mean, probably. like, at least, I, at least I'm not that, you know, at least, you yeah, know. Yeah, probably. And then, like. Classic low self-esteem, Carolyn. The, t- the, t- the sad thing was, is that, like, parents would be giving the kids a list of, like, we need a new broom. We need new, like, yeah, cleaning supplies. Uh-huh. And that's the sad thing is that, like. Have you seen, like, have you, have you seen A Home of Our Own? It's like one of the most depressing movies on the planet. Kathy Bates is the mom. She's insane. And my mom and Kathy Bates look a lot alike. So it kind of like, but anyways, they're building a house. They're like in poverty and they're building a house. So she gives them all like tools and nails and stuff for Christmas. Uh Oh, geez. It was like really sad to see that like kids, uh, families were in that kind of situation where Uh the, the kids felt obligated to provide for the family. Right. But a lot of the time, the cops would just let the kids get whatever the fuck they wanted and supplement with their own money. Yeah, too. no, I that always, was pretty nice. <clears throat> yeah, this is again, this is another reason why I have a problem with the cops being so shitty is because we had good cops. We had yes. pretty, we had pretty decent cops. Yeah, I'm not saying they were all good, but I'm saying like, yeah, they would do shit like that, and it's just like that's that you don't have to be like that. Yeah, we all had good experiences with cops. Yeah, um, but I did uh. My my mom would always get a loan from the bank and get like uh, Santa bucks or whatever mm. you could spend at the you could spend anywhere in town, um, and then da- you know Daniel Jolly right yeah jo- Jordan's cousin um, yeah uh, after his dad died his mom remarried this guy named Tom which we love Tom but um they he brought over like a bag like a huge bag of Christmas for us one year really because we just couldn't afford like my mom was like freaking out and he like marianne got a huge settlement from the coal mine because that's how boy died yeah so she would like shop 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 but i was really grateful that they did that but i was also really embarrassed you know yeah it was was really cool of them to do that but it was also so embarrassing so embarrassing we got christmas presents from like um the ward from the angel tree uh-huh. And one time I got this like really weird dog sweater and my mom <laughs> like made me wear it to church. And I was like, if I wear this to church, they're going to the know person who bought this for me is going to know I'm fucking poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hate Damn. that. I hate that burden. But I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't think anyone's really ju- like, cause when I give, I don't judge, but like, right. You're, you're as you, how you feel self-conscious for sure. Yeah. Um, Get your get your kids a library card so they can read these forbidden books. Yeah, that's free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Honestly, I love going to the library. I read so many books because of the library. I watched so many. The first time I watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it was from the library. Yeah, I would go to the library and I read Seventeen magazine, <laughs> and then I would uh, borrow CDs to burn, and. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember going from downstairs to upstairs and the struggle? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that struggle? Because you're supposed to be quiet, or why? No, 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 no. The being from that age, like the age from being oh. downstairs to upstairs, and yeah. I, think I was going. I think I was going to like the Benjamin Franklin biographies, and I'm like, I still want to be little. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I have the picture books, please? <laughs> well, or just like I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to read Benjamin Franklin's biography now. No. So, 
And then the Birchfield Library is where I saw my first, um, like, temple ceremony video. Oh, really? Yeah. On what? Like a... Right. Like the public computers there. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to go on a mission and I was like, I'm scared about the temple. Like, I better check into <laughs> I this. Do it, right? And I, I YouTubed it and I was like, I'm fucking scared. I don't think that this is right. <laughs> it turns out it was all right. <laughs> um, I feel like I was hatching a plot and it was it involved the, the computers at the library, but I chickened <laughs> out. Oh, so really? Thank God. I'm going to think on that more and <laughs> get, get more details <laughs> about how I got pinky in the brain on the situation. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. The point is, is read. read. And if you need to reward yourself with a personal pan pizza at the end of a book, do it. Oh, also, accessible reading is important. So if your important. only way to read is through Audible, that's still reading and it still counts. So Well, and also as far as like these books that are getting um, banned because they have, they're trans or black or whatever, it being able to understand an experience that you don't understand that makes you uncomfortable in the privacy of your own home and being able to digest it mm-hmm. on your own is just so important. So let's not take yep. that away from ourselves. Yes. Um, yes. All right. Well, we say these things. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.